Hey there, success buddy. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let Leaving Nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Hey, hey, success buddies. I'm just coming back from vacation and boy, do I have to tell you, get outside folks while the sun is still shining. It will feed your soul, heighten your creativity and rejuvenate your well-being. If you haven't listened to my episode, Tipping Point, I would highly recommend it as I can't even express how important it is to protect your energy. Do not let the trials of today or any other day drain your life force. Your mind, body, and spirit are special and unique to you. Keep them fed and fueled. You and the people in your life deserve it. During my holiday and since my time back, I have crafted my content plan for the balance of 2020. So no matter what is happening in the world, I'm going to make sure you, my listeners, get a ton of valuable information and hear from some of the most amazing individuals that will help you to keep your brightest internal candle lit. One additional note before we jump into our episode topic for today. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple, I would love, love, love it if you would kindly give us a five-star rating and add your thoughts into the review. Our friends at Apple base our success on subscriber reviews. So if you are enjoying our time together, let us know. (laughs) Okay, that's enough on my vacation ranting and begging for reviews. It's time to get down to business. So welcome to Believe You Me, an episode on the art of being politically savvy, along with leveraging our ability to influence others in a positive and productive way. Today, we're going to focus on the guiding principles of self-worth, values, and education. Speaking of the guiding principles, if you'd like to receive a fancy, okay, fancy being a one-pager with the logo, pop on over to arcandiswilly.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter. I'll be including it in the next issue. As we get started, I'd like to emphasize self-worth as we are responsible for maintaining our confidence, reputation, as well as how others treat us. I do recognize that balancing all three of these can be challenging. However, navigating the political climate in any environment requires that you build quality relationships and gain advocacy, all while managing your own boundaries. Again, I would emphasize confidence, reputation, and boundaries as we begin to explore the skills necessary to be politically savvy and influential in our personal and our professional lives. Let's start first with confidence. Displaying self-confidence is a unique skill. There is definitely an art to balancing your ability to be confident without coming across too egotistical or self-serving. Confidence has many definitions. So for today's episode, we're going to use the following definition. Confidence being a feeling or self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. A shining example of this was Muhammad Ali. Ali is the greatest boxer ever. 
How do I know? Because in February 1964, just before his world title fight against Sonny Liston, he proclaimed it. He said, in confidence, I am the greatest of all time. He told several reporters that if he said it enough, then his opponent and others would believe it. More importantly, he did. Ali was known for his skill in the boxing ring and for being a lifelong optimist. His inspiration has influenced many throughout the years. When you think about his belief in his own ability, did it make him confident or egotistical? Ali found great success in his career through hard work and determination. He also used his success to support charity causes such as Make-A-Wish and the Special Olympics. So was he overly confident or genius? What I know for sure is he had confidence and an exceptional reputation and as a boxer managed his boundaries in the ring. There is tremendous power in confidence and it can take a lifetime to build. However, it only takes a moment to crumble. It's been studied and scientifically proven that confident people carry a different persona, one of poise, high self-worth, a strong radar between right and wrong, and the ability to lead or convince others to follow. People who are not confident are less likely to succeed because they constantly second-guess their own ability to do things. They have excuses and often fall short of their own expectations, as well as failing to meet the perceived expectation of others. Confidence is knowing. You must know you are good enough without blaming anyone else for your character faults. It is knowing that no matter what you do, you will not fail. Here are seven distinguishable characteristics of confident people. First things first, you need to have poise. Stand tall, walk with confidence, and maybe even a little bit of attitude. Poor posture is a physical indicator that you're not feeling confident. And then there's eye contact. Never be afraid to look people dead in the eyes. It communicates your confidence and also trustworthiness. Third is the ability to remain firm. Stay true to yourself and don't sacrifice your personal beliefs for other people. This can be tricky. There is a difference in adjusting or adapting your communication style. Being firm is about not compromising your beliefs or your values for the sake of someone else. The next one is super important and it's appearance. Confident people take pride in the way they look. Looking good transcends to feeling good. Dressing nicely automatically makes you feel more confident. The next characteristic is tone. Confident people keep a level head. They have self-assurance, therefore they don't need to yell to get their point across. Think poise and respect when you consider tone. Six, and a very important characteristic, confident people stand up for others. Never talk badly about others because it can diminish or weaken our own confidence and self-esteem. Remember that it is the people who speak negatively of others who often feel the worst about themselves. Lastly, do what's right. Doing the right thing is not always easy, especially when outside pressure persists. Whenever you bend on someone else's wishes and are not upholding what you feel in your heart is the best action, your confidence will go down. Never let any other person control your destiny. You are in control of your own. Again, those seven characteristics are poise, eye contact, 
firmness, appearance, tone, standing up for others, and doing what's right. You see, confidence is about embracing you and doing what makes you feel good on the inside and out. One might say it directly ties to your values, or I might say it ties directly to your self-worth. As a lover of the written word, you know I have a few good book recommendations on this topic. Two books that are must-reads on confidence are You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero and Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. They both will give you a huge confidence boost, just in case you're in need of one. Here is where we begin to bridge the topic of confidence with reputation and adding in a sprinkle of knowing your boundaries. I would add that growing your self-confidence is a positive way to develop your ability to navigate organizational politics along with influencing others and in alignment with our next topic, even improve your reputation. Warren Buffett once said, it takes you 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. Very well said, Mr. Buffett. This is where your fear of not having a good reputation may stop you from displaying self-confidence. So I'm going to ask you to stop right there. Take a deep breath and realize that I'm speaking from experience. I have worked hard, did I mention very hard, to learn the skill of political savviness. And I'm still a student mining the landfill of learning organizational politics. So to date, what I have learned is this is where being true to yourself comes in. If you are a good person with good intentions and you try to demonstrate good behaviors, even if they're not always right, you'll have a good reputation. While today we're focusing on organizational politics or your reputation at work, many of the behaviors can translate into your personal life. Your ability to balance your opinion with just enough confidence happens every day, or at least that's what my husband and children tell me. So I ask you, and frequently I ask myself, why is it that this is such a hard skill to learn or manage? For me, it's the struggle between being honest or too literal and protecting what is good or right for others or the organization. As I think about the skill, I think about what I learned from both my parents. They would always call it as it was. If you said the color was blue and they saw it as green, they wouldn't say it was any form of blue or even greenish blue. It would have definitely been green. I possess the same sense of integrity. However, the lesson has come in the art of knowing when to share your perspective and more importantly, how. I would emphasize the how you approach your perspective. Here is also where I have to get out my humble jar and share an example with you. It's just one of the many situations that have tested my ability to balance my confidence, reputation with my boundaries. As I mentioned, at the core of my belief system lives authenticity and honesty. Values that have conflicted with needing to find a way to connect to or work with everyone. Some say this is part of professional maturity. I say it's the toughest part of my job today, even after being in the workforce for 35 years. So I ask, have you ever been assigned to a work group, peer, or manager that you didn't trust? I have. 
I spent almost two years working with someone that continually took credit for my work and rolled over me in their big ambition bus every opportunity they had. The most challenging part of this relationship is they had everyone believing that they had good intentions. This perceived super nice person is the same person that would spend the first 30 minutes of our 60-minute touch base talking about other people, or should I say gossiping about other people. In addition to wondering what they were saying about me when I wasn't a part of the conversation, I would often just listen, making little reference in order to get through the demeaning conversation as soon as possible. I would highlight this as my first mistake. I really struggled to exercise self-confidence as I didn't want to give this person anything to talk about. It was also a lesson in setting boundaries. I often felt guilty for not shutting down the negative talk and defending the individuals that were being spoken about. Another example was during meetings, I would listen to this individual boast and take credit for work they didn't do, even projects that the individual didn't even work on in any capacity. This was my second mistake. My skin would crawl with pure disappointment. However, I didn't correct the person as I didn't want the conflict, and I felt like the conflict would negatively impact my reputation. Lastly, I would add that when I would try to set boundaries with this person, it would often be spun into some kind of drama or excuse. For example, when I would address part of a project that wasn't complete or something that should have been communicated but wasn't, I was met with topics such as my child wasn't feeling well or my boss asked me to do something else. Or even worse, I would get the excuse I don't remember saying or reading that. Yes, we've all experienced or will experience these type of individuals. It's all in how we manage the relationship. The truth we tell ourselves about the power the other individual has is usually where we lack confidence, worry too much about our reputation, or neglect to set boundaries that support our own values. While it was the toughest relationship I've ever had to manage through, it taught me several incredible lessons about character, collaboration, political navigation, and most importantly, myself. It also helped me to realize that part of doing what's right is pushing past the uncomfortable and letting conflict happen regardless of the outcome. As much as I wish I could tell you organizational politics don't exist, they do, in small and in large companies, and we all have a responsibility to protect the people and the company from those who have individual interests, especially ones that adversely impact others or you. Let's talk for a moment about personal boundaries as it relates to patience and tolerance. If something is going on that causes your internal compass of doing what's right to spin in an unfavorable direction, this is your signal to speak up. It may be a difficult conversation. It may cause others to be uncomfortable. However, this is your moral compass telling you to say something, change something, or do something. Don't let the story in your head about patience, tolerance, or not wanting to have conflict deter you. The example I shared did not end favorably for our relationship as that person truly didn't care about me. It also didn't end well for other individuals tied to this person or the organization where we worked. Remaining silent to salvage my own reputation ultimately allowed for this behavior to go on without being addressed for far too long. So the narrative of this lesson is be confident and bold, stand up for what you believe in, 
This will build your reputation and allow for you to live within your own personal boundaries. You are in the driver's seat of your life. Believe you me. Until next time, success buddies, subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple or the podcast platform of your choice. Keep in touch by signing up for my monthly newsletter at CandiceWilly.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and you accelerating your life and career.